What's up, everybody? Are you tuning in to the Challenge USA on CBS? Well, tune in to me, Tyson Apostle, as I break down each and every episode with my co-host, Amelia Wedemeyer. I'm also a contestant on the show, which gives you all the insider scoop. Amelia, how stoked are you to do this? Tyson, I'm freaking excited. I cannot wait to sit my butt down every single week to watch the show, then come here and recap it with you on the Ringer Reality TV podcast. It's the Ringer NBA show presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find out what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like three-minute markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available. And listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 years and older, 18 and older in D.C., and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is supported by State Farm. Man, I remember when I first got into a car accident, it was pure frustration because I did not have State Farm. And now that I do have State Farm, it is an exclamation of pure joy. But the only words that you need to remember are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. Poppin. Logan Murdoch here. Raja Bills there. Hi, Raja. Hey, doing? buddy. You look sleepy, man. Bro, I just got back from Vegas yesterday. And, like, I'm tired, but not like the tired that you get that you would expect, right? I didn't really go out. I ain't like, I ain't, you know, not, I didn't do all that. Uh, I wasn't Jomi, who we'll get to in a second. Um, but just like three days of like talking and recycled air. Was it just took a toll, bud? Like I just got back to the bay, and it was the first time I breathed real natural air in like four or five days. I hear that it's an energy like Vegas is an energy zapper. Doesn't matter what you do though, right? Doesn't like matter. you can just it be really chilling doesn't. and just whoosh. yeah. It's what's your what's your you. threshold for Vegas? What's your how many days can you do? Um, what is your absolute peak of days you can do? I think four days. Okay, four days, but that's that's on a golfing good dinners hit the tables vibe like if you're talking mm-hmm. about anything extracurricular yeah. three days two days yeah i don't no, know how they do it yeah. for 11 dog i don't know how summer league does 11 days bro that's, that's obnoxious <sighs> Oof. obnoxious and i i mean i love the town i love my three or four days don't get me wrong but yeah. i couldn't survive what's that. what's the re- what's the vegas raja experience what is what are we what are we expecting the pg version of the of the raja experience what are we doing where are we going Oh, it's been so long since I... The last time I was in Vegas was for Summer League in 2016, so I couldn't even tell you where the, the good spots to go. I'm playing a lot of golf. Like, I'm I'm uh, probably an early tea time uh, before it gets really hot, trying to be off by noon. Um, 
maybe come back, family, hit the pool, do some stuff in the afternoon, you know, when it's really hot out, some, some outdoor type of activities with the water involved. Um, shut it down. We're going out to dinner somewhere nice. And then, uh, I don't know, like with the kids, it's hard. My wife and I like to catch a show or something like that, but then hit the tables to, to, to kill the night, but that's it. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm yeah. not really trying to be like, I, in my younger days, it was, it was a different vibe, but like, that's, that's about all I got for you now. Yeah. 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 I was so, I was so boring and you know, yet I'm so tired, but, um, we do have a bit of news. I guess it's a bit of news to start. Um, Donovan Mitchell now seems to be on the move, which is, you know, we talked about this a couple pods ago. It seemed to be that way ever since Rudy Gobert got traded away for all those for all those picks. Why was the pump faking necessary, though? I don't get it. Like, all respect to people that reported it, because you know you report what you got to report. I, I, You know what I'm saying? But, like, you didn't need to do that. The writing was on the wall. You trade one of your guys for, I don't know, a boatload of of draft of first round picks. Just by that alone, you know the guy's on the move. You know that your star is on the move because why would you want to put him around a whole bunch of rookies that are inexperienced and have to go through a lot of things if his goal is ultimately a championship? I think deep down Utah was hoping that there would be loyalty from Donovan Mitchell and without really knowing what the roadmap to success looked like, I think Maybe deep down, I think they were hoping just not to be spurned. Like they didn't want to be the city that kind of can't hold on to the guy, you know? Yeah. Um, but once the dominoes, the first domino that fell for me was, was uh, Quinn Snyder. Yeah. When he left, um, that was an indication that, you know, there was some stuff going on there. And then obviously I had said the Rudy thing caught me off guard. But when that domino fell, it was, I was convinced. Like there was no other way around this. This is what we're doing. So when the reports came out, I said it yesterday on a local radio show, what surprised me was the stance that Utah took after they surprised me with the Rudy Gobert trade. Yeah. That was that's what surprised me about summer league. I mean, uh summer, you know, uh business so far. But you know, now he's now he's on the table and it's gonna be really interesting. I'm gonna tell you, you know, Miami really thinks Miami, Miami really thinks from what I've gathered listening to the radio and talking to some of some of my guys, they really feel like they're getting one of the two. KD or or Donovan Mitchell. That's the sentiment here in, in Florida. For Donovan Mitchell's sake, I really hope he goes to Miami because I think we've talked about this on the pod before. He goes to the Knicks. He's going into an organization. Uh, yeah, exactly. You guys aren't going to see this, but Roger just made one of the nastiest faces that he's made in a while. Just, uh, yeah, oh, God. Oh, God. If he goes to the Knicks, has to play in a backcourt with Jalen Brunson. Shout out to you, Jalen Brunson, for getting the, getting to the bag. Come, however, but there doesn't. There's never a plan in in New York, right? There's never. It doesn't seem like it's going to be. I feel like if he goes to New York, it's going to be a Carmelo Anthony situation where they're perpetually a forty something win team, um, and they just can't get out of their own way. If he goes to Miami, the system is in place. The Heat Mafia is here. You know, heat culture. He will fit in just right right there. I want him to go to the heat. I, I hear what you're talking about. I want to clarify for Knicks fans why I made the face. Um, oh, yeah. mm -hmm. Historically speaking, there haven't been great plans. I will give you that. I, I think that they do have a plan. I just think that Donovan Mitchell singularly doesn't move your timeline up con considerably enough for it, for it to really make sense for Donovan Mitchell. 
Does, yeah. does that make sense? That was a lot. I, I just think in the as the Eastern Conference is constructed right now, adding adding Donovan Mitchell, subtracting some of their younger pieces and some draft picks. I don't think that's making you like a favorite in the Eastern Conference. And so the question then becomes like, what next? And so how long does Donovan have to wait for you to make the next step that in theory would take you guys over the top? And that's for Donovan. I don't know how much, how long, how much you've been waiting. So like in Utah at that same spot, maybe even a step ahead of where, of, of where New York will be with you theoretically. So why would you really want to, I mean, other than it being New York, that doesn't make a ton of sense to me, but that so that's why I made the face. Okay, Raja. <laughs> right, um, right. Um, but you're right in that sense of he would be taking a step back because at at least in Utah, based on the roster construction on paper last season, I mean Utah could go to the Western Conference Finals. It's not. It wasn't. It wasn't like it wouldn't be a surprise if they made it there. Yo, a first-round series with the Knicks would be, you know, Tim's are in the air, you know. John Shostrimsky's out here every night on New York, New York, talking that cash, you know. That's right. where we're at with it. Um, what if there's a scenario where, um, you know, if Kevin Durant gets uh, traded, that um, Donovan somehow makes his way to the Brooklyn Nets? What do you think about that? What if that happens? What do you, with, with um you know, I don't know, like maybe Simmons stays on the team and stuff like that. Is it the same scenario if he's on yeah, the Brooklyn Nets? Absolutely. Absolutely. They're another team. I mean, you, you, if you if you get rid of if you get rid of Kyrie and Kevin Durant and you plug in Donovan Mitchell, I mean, I think they are a solid team in the Eastern Conference, but you're not gonna pick them to beat Boston. You're not gonna pick them to beat Miami. You're not gonna pick them to beat Milwaukee. And we haven't even talked about like the Bulls and and teams like that. So again, you know, you're making the move. Donovan Mitchell, I've said this before, is a very, very, very good player. He needs someone else with him of that caliber or better to get over the hump. Mm-hmm. I, 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 he just does. Like I don't. While he has number one moments, I don't think he is a. I don't think he's your best player on a championship team. Yeah, that's fair. Because he would, I think he would have proved that if in Utah, because the team was that good. If he was a number one championship, number one player on a championship team, I think the Jazz would have been a, a perennial title contender, and they just weren't. They, they absolutely. They had a really, they had a really good roster constructed around him with a very good coach. And who and they lose to? Just didn't happen. I don't even remember who they lose to. Luka. They lost to this, they lose. They, they lost to Luca. Oh, this like, year, yeah, yeah literally yeah, Luca. You know, they lost to Luca, Spencer Dinwiddie, and Jalen Brunson. That was tragic, but I mean, I was more thinking about the year before. I think they were first in the West the year before that, right? Like this year, mm-hmm. they were stumbling, bumbling, fumbling all the way down the street. Like two years ago, they were number one in the West for the 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 regular season, I believe, and and they just couldn't put it together. So I I don't mean it to be a disrespectful or a slight. Like there, I again, I believe there to be a few guys in the NBA who are number ones on championship level teams. And it's like five dudes. Yeah, there really is. There really are only a handful of them, and so that puts you in a category with a lot of other cats that are going to need real support, like in 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 you know in the way of like having another star by their side. Yeah, um, this has just been a. We- it's funny because this has been a weird um, free agency period, just for a lot of different reasons. I just when I see it. A lot of these guys are obviously trying to get moved to get rings. And I think in Donovan Mitchell's case, I think it was just, you know, shit just hit the fan where you're like, okay, we, I think, 
the Utah Jazz, and I would love to get this opinion also, uh, get an opinion from someone from Salt Lake who has seen this through, but it seems like ever since Carl Malone and John Stockton just had that long, long, long ass run together and just didn't get it done, that the Jazz, for whatever reason, have just gotten rid of their stars right before it was time for that second contract, for whatever reason, right? I think about Darren Williams, who was on front of the show, who was on the show. He was trying to be up out of there and ended up on the nets, but he was just really, it felt like hitting his stride in the league before he left. And now Donovan Mitchell, it's the same thing going on. Um, but I, I, this free agency class overall, it seems like a lot, a lot of guys are going to get traded for the sole purpose of getting a ring. And um, I don't know if they're going to get that. It's a weird thing that's going on because if you think like Kevin going to Miami or even Donovan going to Miami, I think Miami's just going to be who they are, which is a top three Eastern Conference team with the chance to go to the finals. But I don't know if they're going to, I don't think they're going to win a title. Um, I think um, if he, you know, if Kevin gets traded to the Suns, I don't think he's going to win a title. And it's just weird to just think that right now, right? Because we're so used to being, oh, this star gets in there, it gets into this spot. Their team is automatically going to get to the, to get to the promised land. I just don't see that in this free agency class. Yeah, I, I would, I mean, Donovan would be the second biggest name percolating. I don't really put Kyrie in the percolator because, again, I've told you, and I'll say it again, they're only a couple teams that can can handle that that and so couple, I, I, don't, I, I that's I think that's one too many. Yeah, I mean probably. I, well, I think there's one that would be interested. I think there are two that are set up to absorb him. Um, one wouldn't have any interest in it. So I would I would we'd be talking about Kevin Durant and and Donovan Mitchell. Donovan is not a championship bringer for me. Um, now, if you're the Heat, I'm with you. It gets you a, it gets you a step closer, but it's not it's not going to make you a favorite in my mind. Kevin Durant moving somewhere would would we'd have to talk. If we'd he goes to the Heat, I think we have to talk. Yeah, we gotta talk. Like if he goes to Phoenix, you have to tell me what we gave up to get him, and then we and then we'd have to talk, right? Like there, I, Kevin is that type of talent for me. Like I can say that I was disappointed in the stance he took asking out of Brooklyn, and I can say that he wasn't great in this year's playoffs, and I can say that he's in, you know, he's on the second nine of his career. I'll say all of that and still say. Where he is right now, the player that Kevin Durant is, the the matchup nightmare, the difference maker on offense and defense. If you take him certain places and you don't have to liquidate the rest of the roster to get him, I, I think he puts you in 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 the conversation as a favorite. I'm gonna make I'm gonna have a hot take right here, Rob. I think next year, wherever Kevin Durant ends up, I think you're gonna have to put him in the MVP discussion. Because he's going to be hearing like all that man Jason Tatum took your lunch bro you know man you played like this you did all this stuff and you you know you you know all this all the talk that comes with him leaving Brooklyn I think he's going to have a big year next year I don't know if that's going to lead to a title but I think he's going to be in the MVP discussion he's in the MVP discussion no, lot, no, so no, 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 no. I'm not talking about like the one where it's like, oh, yeah, you got to put him in here off of the name. I think that he is going to. I think there's going to be like a response. I think there's going to be an on-court response from the man. No, I understand. I understand. I'm saying his level of player and his level of just ordinary play keeps him very close to MVP conversation at all times. So if he were to step that up 
for any of the reasons you just articulated, I could. This is the you got me that. fucked up season. I think is coming up. I think it's the I you got me right. fucked I would, up. One. I would love to see it. I mean, I would, I would love to see him go all the way off. Um, he's one of those dudes that I would pay to watch play basketball. Um, I just, you know, I think the NBA is starting to catch on in a way that they hadn't, you know, over the last at least seven or eight years. I think they're starting to be more selective. Teams are about the balance between pure talent and personality cultural fit and people are probably going to hear it and be like oh you know that's that's nothing new they've always but no it, it it teams will forego like that equation all the time like they they won't go through the process of the nets of, are the latest fleshing example of it that. out yeah and so i think teams and that's what you're seeing to some degree with kd and kyrie is is you know kevin now again and i don't mean any disrespect but I'm just calling a spade a spade. Like now you're looking around after we, we joked about the Russ situation in OKC, right? Like, you know, in hindsight, you might look at it through a different lens. And then the way things kind of shook down in, in Golden State there, you know, you're like, okay, well, hey, whatever. He, Draymond's tough to deal with. And who knows? That just got quirky. And now, you know, this is the third situation. And I think you'd be naive. You'd be naive not to think that that's, Factoring into some people's decision, not everyone's, but some people will be looking at that. It's, I think, more so for Kyrie than Kevin, but it's a pattern. It is a pattern. It's a pattern. Definitely more so for for Kyrie because Kyrie's shown he'll tear your shit down. Like he, he his his level of toxicity when he wants to be can be, you know, it can implode your whole building. I'm not. I'm not saying Kevin's it's, like it's that. Like I will say this though, by and large, like I know the. On the outside, I can only speak for the time I was around him. I can't speak for OKC or, like, to a lot of extent, Brooklyn. But I do know, like, in Golden State, by and large, he was a really good locker room guy, right? Like, a really good in locker room. Now, did he, was he, like, did he catch feelings? Of course. But, I mean, like, in the locker room, if you talk to anybody in there, they all fuck with him. Yeah, from everything I've heard, he seems like a really good dude. And he's always been a good dude with me, with my kids, with my family. And I, I, I want to clarify, I'm not accusing him of not being... What, I, what I'm talking about more so than not isn't isn't whether he's a good dude with his teammates or if he's going to have beef with his teammates and stuff like that. But once you've got into situations a couple times and they haven't worked out for for whatever reason off the court, um, and now you're asking out of a situation that at least from the outside looking in has been tailor made to your your requests, you know, and you're asking out of that at such an early time. My point is you would be naive to think that teams aren't factoring that into their decision. It's not going to run everyone away, but it has to be factored into the decision. Sure. Especially like if someone wants to get traded at one year into like a four-year extension, you know? Correct. It's going to be interesting. This episode is supported by State Farm. Man, I remember when I first got into a car accident, it was pure frustration because I did not have State Farm. And now that I do have State Farm, It is an exclamation of pure joy. But the only words that you need to remember are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. 
This episode is brought to you by Visible Wireless. Want a wireless provider that always brings its A-game? Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon as low as $25 a month every month, taxes and fees included. And as if that wasn't already a huge win, you could use promo code RINGER20 to receive $20 off your first month just for listening to us talk about basketball. Not bad, right? You don't need more than one line of wireless to save. Just switch to Visible at Visible.com and use promo code RINGER20 for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. The Visible monthly rate is $25 per month. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash RingerMBA. Just go to Indeed.com slash RingerMBA right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We, we talked briefly about this. We have two stars. Uh, in the league. We talked about the stars that are on the move and uh, wanted to talk about some of the stars that stayed, right? Uh, Damian Lillard just got the big bag. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked about Brad Bill, I think, earlier this week. But I'm seeing a trend of, like, I'm not even mad at guys. Like, I, I think we were, we're on record saying, like, trying to, Dame, go to a championship team. Bill, go to a championship team. I think I'm okay with them staying, bro. Like, okay. What else would... More so for Dame than than Brad Bill, but like oh, by and large, I'm like I'm cool with you guys staying. I'm fine with it. It's cool. Like with all this movement, it's, I, I I respect it. I've said this before. I'll say it again. Um, one of my biggest regrets as a player, and I mean I didn't ultimately have control over it, so it's probably not a regret. It's it's a wish that 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 I would have had that didn't come to fruition would be to have played in in one place for the majority of my career, maybe not one team forever, but for the majority of my career. So there could be some name association with the brand. There could be some, I think you have that though. I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, I think people associate me. Some people see me as a son. Other people see me, you know, as being a member of the jazz for a few years, but I'm not anyone's, Hmm. you know what I mean? Like you've heard of streets. I mean, (laughs) contextually speaking. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I guess so. But you know that there is something special about that. You know, when you when you're like you grow up in Miami and your dad was a lifer for the heat. That's cool. You know what I mean? And then, you know, there are opportunities in the community and and there's a a love affair with the community that I don't get to enjoy. So that's a thing that I wish I had had. So when dudes are saying that they want to stay in the place that they're at and they're not chasing championships, and I I've also said that while I wanted to win championships, uh, there were in some cases things that were more important to me. I can understand why a guy would say, yeah, I'd love to win championships and I'm going to try my best to do that, but I want to do it here because of X, Y, and Z. And so I've got to respect that because I understand that, you know, and, and they associate themselves as a, a, a trailblazer and as a part of the Portland community or a wizard and a part of the Metro DC community. And so you know, when guys are telling you that and they're backing it up by re-signing, even though there have been some lean years, I mean, you got to respect that. It's funny because I was like at Summer League, 
you know, you see everybody around at Summer League. You see all the people, every all the all the luminaries and things like that. I think over the last and like during Summer League, one of the big figures there is um, Alonzo Mourning, who was around, who's always around Miami, the Miami Heat. Right? He is. He is. He was. I think the last game I was at, I think it was. It, it, I forgot what game it was, but he's sitting front row with Spolstra. Right? Just pointing shit out, doing all these things. And then, you know, I go back to the uh, Western Conference Finals when I was watching the Mavs play in Golden State, and you see Dirk Nowitzki just right there in lockstep with, you know, with ownership and just just a figurehead. I'm really curious to see how this group of superstar is going to be, man. Like, is in 10 years, 10, 15 years, is Russ going to go back to OKC? I think Russ might be more likely to be at o- just be around at OKC. But like, how much of a presence is KD going to have in OKC? How much of a presence is Bron going to have in in a place like Miami when he comes back? Right, considering all of this, all of the things that transpired, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Except I don't think it will be as much as you think, and here's why: Alonzo was phenomenal. So was Dirk. Made a lot of money. They didn't make owning team money. Mm, that's fair. These, yep. these dudes you're talking about now, the money has has just exploded to a degree where their presence could be in a different capacity. You know what I mean? Like owners, you're thinking ownership stakes in some of these. Now, there are going to be guys that are just, you know, business-oriented people that want to be around the business of basketball and and may not want, but I think you're you're not going to see that same you know, guys like Udonis, that's who you're going to see in in that capacity with the Heat. Mm. You know, didn't make his money, even though he made a lot of money. He didn't make it the lion's share of it in the day and the age where it had exploded to the point of just gener- generational wealth with every contract. Mm-hmm. And so guys like that, when they want to get back involved, they'll get back involved at that level. Like a dude... Like me, there's no ownership possibility. Like I got to get in where I could get in. It's either coaching or, or, or in a front office and stuff like that. So you'll see them. But the star stars, man, them boys are talking about ownership stakes, dog. Yeah, yeah. Brian gonna be in Vegas. Yeah, the, getting to the bag. I'm gonna be sitting there t- telling some young whippersnapper in Cleveland to to get to get over to pick and roll. You're laying on the screen like Brian don't have time for that. <laughs> nah, no, no, no. That, could do you imagine, bro? Could you imagine that happening? No, he's gonna come twice a year, if that, you know, for someone's jersey retirement or yeah. his own. And he's that's when he's gonna be in Ohio. Um Le- legend shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it, it's it's going to be interesting. Um, you know what else is interesting? And I want to bring him on right now. He was sleepy and tired. He was very tired. Um coming on the pre-pod meeting. It's been two days since I've seen him, but he looks like a shell of himself. We got fresh from Vegas. I think he's back in SoCal. He still has on his win wristband. Oh. So he was in a sicko mode. Oh. He was in, in a sick bag. The 702 um, got him, bro. The 702. He's, he's here to tell the tale of how he conquered Vegas. We got our CMO, CMO of the ringer, Jomi, is in the house. Jomi, are you alive, sir? I am alive and well. Thank you for asking, Logan. Raja. Good to see you guys again. It was a, it was a fun weekend. I can't, I can't hold you. I we was, 
There's a glow about yourself, sir. <laughs> there is. There's like a there's there's, there's, there's like an a halo. There's a halo, there's an aura around this motherfucker. Right I'm not now. gonna hold you. We was outside. We had a good time. We had a good time in Vegas, man. Oh my goodness. Oh goodness. Did you? Uh, okay, so I saw you. Um, I don't know when this video is coming up, but I, I, I no 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 no. I saw him. The first time I saw Jomi was at Mama Fuku, mm. right? And what was that in? Uh, is that at the? Where's the Mama? Cosmopolitan. It's in the Cosmo. It's in the Cosmo. I've been. That's where. That's where. That's where I was mm. at. And um, I see Jomi, and it's like he's like moving and shaking, but he's not like as like. Joey's a nimble dude, right? But it, he got had a, like little. He didn't have as much of a pep in his step because he was still leaning from like you know. Like I'm assuming. Three, two hours and three par- day parties ago. Um, he was just, and he comes back. He has his glasses on and just like hugs me. I'm sitting down. He hugs me from behind. He's like, what's good, brother? And I'm like, oh, he's he's in a bag. So, Jomi, what what was your itinerary like? What the hell did you do in Vegas, right. sir? I mean, we can we can break it down. So, I got, I got it on Friday, and it was cool. You know, God. it was already, like, honestly, really cool to, you know, meet people for the first time in person. Um, you know, I met Kyle, Tyler Parker, uh, Rob Mahoney, just a, a host of people I'd never met in person before. It's great to, you know, be with the Ringer family. Uh, and then that Friday night, you know, me, me and the homie Richie, uh, shout out to homie Richie. You know, it was like, hey, let's let's go out. You know, what I'm saying, let's go. You know, meet some folks. Let's go. Uh, let's go mingle. And uh, you know, long story short, I got home at like four thirty. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that was mingling. Yeah. Well, I was Raja, is this is this was this your bag? This sounds like your bag. This sounds like yo, we went with the homie. This seems like GQ Ra. This was an early Vegas vibe for me. It, it it's fizzled out after a couple trips to Vegas. But what my my question is um for you, Jomi, and this really will illustrate how you handle your Vegas or can you handle your Vegas is when you came in at 4:30, what did you do next? Uh, went to went to sleep. Uh, you know, changed out of my stuff. Just just knocked out. Yeah, but for how long? I was up again at like nine nine. <laughs> okay, so now we're okay. There we go. Was now, that's the in. question, right? Like, if you're sleeping until like two o'clock the next day, like you ain't handling. No, Vegas, no, 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 no. Like you're not well, handling here's the thing. Well. So I, then I where came we here to with the job to do, right? They didn't just try to just go to Vegas for fun. I came I came there to work. So I uh, I uh, woke up. You know, you know, showered. Um. Did some, did some stuff and got right back to Thomas and Mac by noon. You know, just locked in. Who, who, uh, I didn't, I full disclosure for anyone listening. Um, I didn't watch any Summer League. I just, it's not my bag. Um, I had, I, I peeped Chet Holmgren. I'm not going to front. Like after he blew up the first game, but aside from Chet and the big names, who stuck out to you? Like who should I be looking for coming into the season? Like with so watch? I'm going to mention two names. These are not like, the first one is super obvious. Paolo, obviously, right? So they tell like I've heard all the things about like Paolo's skill set. And like that's obvious on television. Like, you know, he can handle, you know, he's got playmaking ability. And you're like, cool, you can you can see that from no matter where you are in the stands or on or watching at home. I went down on the floor to, you know, grab some footage, and he was the biggest dude on the court, despite the fact mm. that he was basically playing like the one and the three. You know what I mean? 6'10", huge, huge. And it honestly looked like they pulled him after two games because he was the best guy on the court. 
every time he took the floor. Like, he was that good. But the second guy, and they're already trying to cook us for this because we didn't mention him in our Summer League recap piece. Keegan Murray, man. Keegan Murray can ball. Um, I saw him, uh, my I think my last Monday at at, uh, at Cox, and the way it, they were playing the Pacers, and it was like a close, like they had, the Kings had a lead in the third quarter. Pacers, you know, came back, and it was close to the fourth. Keegan Murray put the team on his back. Ah, step back three, boom, dime, back backcourt. It was like okay, you know, the Kings got a little Kings got a little thing going on right there, you know. So okay. I, it was it was good to see you know again it was my first time, but it was honestly like just an incredible incredible weekend. Everybody should make it out to summer league if you get the chance. It was uh it was so much fun. How much um you know because it was a tough year for Lakers summer league right now in the summer. How did you? I know Vegas is L.A. East. Mm. Um, how did you keep the propaganda rolling um, despite you know the 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 dire straits that are happening that that you guys are on right now. How were you able to do so that? So two things, right? It was it was incredible going there and knowing that I was on home turf as a Laker fan. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like every yeah, everybody's got their jerseys on. You know whether it was Kobe, Shaq, Lonzo, Bron, AD repping all types of different. It was it was incredible. I was like, yo, I might as well have just come to Staples. You know. The only time mm. I heard the building crazy loud was when Chet and Jabari played and when the Lakers played. Max Christie hit a shot. Place went nuts. I was like, yo, what's going on? That's one and two. You know, I told you I was outside. I was networking. I was talking to people. I was talking to, you know, poor people. I ain't going to send my sources. You know what I'm saying? But uh, this Kyrie thing, it's looking good. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. It's looking real nice. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Here's the thing, right? And I know... Did you talk to Kyrie? Because I know he was at the game, and I know you're locked in. Did you get a chance to say hello to him and just kind of welcome him to, to, to Laker so Nation? I, so I, got, I went down on the baseline, and me and Kyrie made eye contact, right? And I could see in his fourth and fifth chakras <laughs> that he was L.A. bound. Yeah. <laughs> My th- our third eyes. <laughs> they weren't right. quite aligned our with your eyes connected. You, they, you guys. Right. And I saw oh, third oh, eyes connected okay. and I saw his chakras and I was like, oh, for sure. He's going to love Manhattan Beach. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, He's going to love Manhattan Beach. Yeah. You know. Mm, mm. She's going to be far, far away from um, from Madeira mm. and. Uh, mm. and uh, <laughs> He's not gonna be in no. Ladera or or uh, or Baldwin or Baldwin no, no, no. Hills. That, He's gonna be in, in he Manhattan. Do, he Beach. does not like the. He not gonna. He don't like the four five like that. That's all I know. He don't like the okay. four five like that. Okay. Okay. That's what the. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um. I want before before we get Jomi out of here. I want to show Raja. Go look in the chat really quickly and just. I have a tweet there oh that you need God. to see of Jomi. Um, of Jomi just being in a so. way way oh, way oh my different goodness. way. <laughs> Different bag. He Bro. is white tee. Is that a that chain? Is a chain? Is that a chain peeking that out? That is a chain. A, Do you uh, see this? Do you, I, mm, I think I see a reflection in the let glasses. Let me tell you something. Right. Yes. Let me do full there. disclosure. Right. This was uh this is this this is a party. Um so I want to say Sunday night at 
that he threw at, himself. At the win. Let me, well, nah, you know what I'm saying? So I was on the Midnight Boys yesterday, and they were like, yo, Jummy, you're not going to tell us when you show up to Vegas. I was like, don't worry, I'm coming on real ones. I got you, right? So let me tell you the story about this night, right? So mm. we're out at Momofuku, okay? And somebody, I think it was Waz, shout out Waz, was like, hey, you know, I got this invite to this party. Um, NBA people going to be there. Uh, you Like, I don't know if you got to, like, RZP or whatever, but just like come through and we'll see what happens. I was like, bet, sound good to me. I'm in Vegas. Let me live. Right. Go down. We go to the win, right? And we gotta, you know, go through this uh club and they got people checking IDs and stuff. And they were like, Hey, where do you work for? They didn't ask my name because my name wasn't on the list. It's like they were like, Who do you work for? I was like, Ringer Spotify. They said, Bet, slapped you on a bracelet, you was good to go, right? This bracelet that I mm. The same braces same you have on now. Okay. Right, now. Mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. go there. And I mean, get Rui Hachimura was there. I remember Richie didn't want to go. Richie's the biggest Wizard fan I've ever met. And he didn't want to go dap up Richie or dap up Rui Hachimura. Uh, I'll never forgive Richie for that. Uh, Shams was there. Uh, Shams didn't want to talk to me. Shams, like, I was, I was going to say, what's up to the homie? He was like, I'm good, actually. I got to go get this drink. But no disrespect. I understand, Shams. It's all love. You was busy. I understand. It, it, it's cool, right? Shams, dap up Jones. It's next cool. Time no, no, no. It's cool. I, 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 you know what I'm saying? He's a busy man. It was a busy weekend. I, I ain't mad at him, you know? But it was it was chock full of people I can't even like begin to tell you right now. We don't have time to go into that. And then there was you. And then there was you. And you and that was the biggest was me, one. Because right? ain't nobody else got a picture like this. Right? Check this out. Open bar, right? So, you know, <laughs> drinks was flowing, you feel me? Got out, you know, got the picture. You know, I had a couple Jack and Cokes, you know, a couple whiskey gingers. You know, I was feeling, mm. you know, you feel me? And then they're like, hey, we're closing this shop up, but y'all can go up to the other club over there. You got the Greenwich brand. It's free. I was like, cool. Sound good to me. A couple of us go up there, right? It's supposed to be like uh, $50 for the dudes, $30 for, for, for ladies. We didn't have to pay because we had the green wristband, right? We get there. Mm. And look, this is my first time ever in Vegas as like a as an adult, as somebody who can like participate in the in the festivities, right? I had never been to like a like a like a, a function where people are dancing on tables, where the like people are standing on the chairs, where there's just like a sea of thousands of people outdoors, bumping music. Right, we get in and it's just that. And I found out that Diplo was playing that set. Man was going crazy, right? But here's the thing: we was like, "Hey, let's keep this night going. Let's get some drinks." We go, and, like, the bar is, like, like thousands of people at the bar. We're like, hey, man, I'm not really trying to wait in this line with all these people. <laughs> I'm not trying to do all this. We leave the Diplo party, bro. We're like, nah. After, like, 15, 20 minutes, we're like, ah, we're out of here, bro. Like, the once in a lifetime chance, got it for free, the whole thing. We're like, nah, get off that. We go to, uh, like, a little bar off the casino floor, and you guys will not guess who was outside showing his phone to people. The man, the myth, the legend, Adrian Wojnarowski. (laughs) 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 Just, 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 just chatting. He was showing his phone. No, he wasn't. I I kid you not. I was with, I was with Richie, the homie and Jesse, shout out to Jesse. He produces the mismatch. Man was just there. Like, you know, just being like, Hey, what's going on? I was like, yo, what? And then, and this is like, I'm not going to say the coolest part, but like, one of the things that's just nuts about Summer League, 
right? We're getting our drinks. We're, we're chatting, right? And then Rich Paul just, like, walks by. And he's got, like, some, like, green and yellow piped. It looks like a, like one of those outfits they used to wear, uh, the Detroit Pistons used to wear when they come off the tunnel. I mean, I like, and it's like, mm-hmm. just like 3 a.m. I'm like, what, what, what's Rich Paul doing? What? Rich Paul, ain't you got to figure out the Kyrie thing? Aren't you the GM of the Lakers, brother? We got work to do, dog. Oh, he already knew what it was. You know what he knew what it was. He had to go, you feel me, mingle with That's how you get deals done in Vegas, bro. It's 3 and in the it, morning. And yeah. It was so, awesome, I just, man. I just, I got to, I got to ask, dog. Woj, when you say he's showing people his phone. Was he like lit, like showing people the screen? Was he like flossing, like look who I who looked? Listen, who I'm not, me that kind of would have looked like it? me. <laughs> I t- my, oh, my boy, because my boy, like he nudges me. He nudges me like, hey, look at Woj, and Woj is there, and he's got like you know little thing. And I was like, okay, so like, oh shit. <laughs> I, listen, I'm sure out. he got that. He's like, hey yo, so Sean Marks told me to tweet this, so I just copied and pasted what Sean Marks told me to tweet, and I I sent that out. You know what I mean? But it was it was a great time, man. It was so much fun, you know? Man, thank you, Jomi. That was tight, man. Now for our next segment, a little thing we like to call Real One of the Week, where we just, you know, shout out a person, thing, or entity, organization. You know the drill. Um, I'm just going to go nice, short, you know, sweet. I'm going to go with Dame Willard. Got to the baggage claim. All right? Shout out to Dame. There's nothing that needs to be more to say. You guys have seen, you guys have heard all these real ones. You guys already know the sentiment. Real one of the week, Dame Lillard. Who's your real one of the week, Ra? I'm going to give my, I'm going to go to baseball route and I'm going to go uh, to Marlins second baseman, Jazz Chisholm Jr., okay. who was announced as starting second baseman for the National League All Star team and in the process became the first Bahamian born player ever. Mm. to make a Major League Baseball All-Star game. So being from St. Croix and having island roots myself, shout out to Jazz Chisholm, real one of the week. Congratulations, brother. Gang, gang. All right, there's been another edition of Real Ones, our Thursday edition. We'll see you guys on Monday. But in the meantime, make sure you check out our whole ringer slate. That is mismatch. That is group chat. That is um, that is the void. Follow the void with KLC. That is the answer. Um, make sure you check out all the other stuff on the ringer slate. We're going to keep the propaganda going, man. Make sure you check out Black Girl Songbook with who? Roger Bell. Town legend, Miss Danielle Smith. Make sure you check out R2C2 with who? Roger Bell. The Crestside Clown, Vallejo legend, CC Sabathia. Yes, sir. Another edition. Thank you, Jomi, for coming on. We'll see you next week. Holla.